Today our scripture reading is in Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 through 9. Joshua 1, verse 1 through 9. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised to Moses. Your territory will be extended from the desert to Lebanon, and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life, and as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave to you, and do not turn from it to the right or to the left, and you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid, do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That's in Joshua 1, verse 1 through 9. Well, everybody excited? <clears throat> Windy enough for you today? Appreciate you venturing out. And uh, Scott was mentioning the Operation Christmas Child with the shoebox. And he asked him, he asked if, they, if any of the kids got a toothbrush. Scott got a toothbrush, if I remember right, at one of the Christmas parties. A Justin Bieber singing toothbrush. He didn't mention that. So... I can't believe you left that out, Scott. So. so, is it warm enough in here? No? Must be just right because we got both. So, um, tomorrow at 9 a.m., if you're not doing anything, we're going to undecorate, which is always a lot of fun <laughs> for somebody. Not the, anyway. Kind of a quiet crowd today, huh? So, anyway, we have a few things going on. I'll, I'll show you some pictures first. Why pay ten dollars for a barbecue chicken when it's only nine eighty-eight? There. <clears throat> we have no Wi-Fi. Talk to each other. Pretend it's nineteen ninety-five. I don't know if you can read that very well. I put those up for Linda. She's not. No chew deterrent. I think that's all we got. So I trust that you had a had a good Christmas time, uh, time with family. But uh, hopefully it was time with our Lord and Savior, remembering all about that. And we start a new year. So how many are ready for just a new adventure? This is the last time that we'll have a New Year's in this building, probably. Right? 
So uh, we have uh, several people recovering from uh, surgeries, and uh, we want to remember Tom Gilly, who's going in for some more tests and different things with some of the cancer that he's going through. Let's remember him and a lot of people traveling. And we're also preparing for the message today, so let's just bow our heads and have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can be here today. We just thank you for being able to worship you with this group of believers, and and we just pray that our hearts are open for what you have for us today. We lift up those who are traveling, maybe those who are not able to travel because of the weather or not feeling well, we just lift them up to you and And Lord, we just lift up Beth and Steve as they're recovering from their surgeries and Shirley Dillon as well. Uh, We just pray for uh, Tom Gilly and all that he's going through right now with different tests and um, just some treatment plans. And we just pray that you'll just be with the doctors to give them wisdom and just give him and Jeannie uh, peace and encouragement during this time. And Lord, uh, you know others that what each one of us are going through today. And Lord, I just pray as we look forward to a new year that, first of all, it begins with you. The Lord, be with us now as we look into your word. In this we pray in Jesus' name, amen. So we finished Christmas and now we're getting ready for New Year's. So you kind of get somewhat of a New Year's message today. And uh, they say you need to have a great ending. But my opening statement is, a good start needs a better ending and a good ending needs a better start, right? So we need to have a good ending to this year so that we can have a good beginning. So if we start off this new year somewhat weak, it's hard to get traction to move forward and do the things that God wants us to do. So Today I want to look at just a little passage of Scripture out of Joshua. It's a familiar passage. Joshua is leading the children of Israel into the Promised Land. And I hope what we can learn from this little bit of chapter 1 is that you've got to have a strong beginning, not just as they enter the Promised Land, but in our lives as well. So, in chapter 1, Joshua is now getting ready to take over the leadership of Israel. Here's the first point. The past is over. Now don't you love this advice that uh, God gives Joshua here? Moses, my servant, is dead. That's it. That's how he's starting it off. And there's a popular saying that those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. The past is an important reminder in our lives and hopefully it's an instructor of how we're supposed to live in the present and live into the future. But there, a lot of times we get so consumed in our past that we never move forward. We never move into the present. And so we've got to look at our past. We've got to make some adjustments so that we can move on to the present and future. So we're going to learn from the past, but we can't let the past dictate or control us. Sad part is, there's a lot of people that just tend to stay in the past. They live that way. And so God sometimes has some abrupt things that have to take place. And in a sense, what he tells Joshua is he says, you got to move forward. He says, Moses, my servant, is dead. 
The Apostle Paul tells us that we must be willing to forget the things in the past. The problem is, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of even Christians that are living under condemnation because of something in the past that has gone on. They've asked for forgiveness, but they're having a hard time forgetting it. And it's interesting how Satan has his way of reminding us of all the things that we've done in the past. Maybe things that we've done 30, 40 years ago, all of a sudden they come to mind and it's like, but we can't dwell on that. How do we forget? Has somebody ever told you, just forget what I told you? So what's the first thing that comes to mind? We remember the things that we're supposed to forget, right? So how do we forget? We have to do so by choosing to no longer let it control us. To no longer remember it in our daily lives. We have to choose to no longer remember those things as far as controlling us in the past. Those hurts, the pain, the suffering that we may have gone through. What someone may have done to us or we have done to them. And when we can remember to let go of the past, to realize God's forgiven us and we're moving forward, it allows us to break that chain of bondage that might be in our lives. So with this in mind, a familiar passage that the Apostle Paul told us, is he says, One thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Paul knew where he was going. But he also knew that if he kept remembering those things that have happened to him in the past, he's never going to get to the place that God has called him to be. In other words, Paul wouldn't have had the great ending. God has a calling for all of us. He's got plans for each one of us. Jeremiah 29.11 talks about the plans that he's had in the past and now. But if we're clinging, clinging strictly to the past, and we're allowing the past to dictate our future, we're in a lot of trouble. The past is there to teach us. Now, how many of you ever learned from a mistake? How many have never learned from a mistake? How many have ever made a mistake? Wow. I have to change the sermon here just a little bit. We have to realize that we got to move in to where God has called us to be. That's where Joshua and the children of Israel are at right now. This is what they're facing. They all knew what it was like to spend 40 years in the wilderness. Now God's called them to go into the promised land and it's a new adventure for them. It's a new chapter in their life. And so while it was beneficial for them to remember, they also have to realize that God is doing something new in their life as well. So in the same way, we need to choose to no longer remember our past mistakes, probably even our past successes in a sense, and dwell on it. We've got to realize that God is doing something new in our lives. 
Now, how many of you are looking forward to 2020? How many really don't care? It's a new decade, too. It's not just a new year. It's a new decade. Somebody thought the last decade was pretty good. See, you're all looking pretty much for something new. That's good. Phew. Let's look at verse 2. And the second thing that we want to talk about, so God says they got to get up, they got to cross the river into what God has in store for them. And so what do they got to do? They got to move forward by faith. Because after telling Joshua, Joshua, Moses is dead, it's in the past, you're the leader now, you're going to direct the people. God goes on to say in that verse 2, Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them. Now the unfortunate reality is that there are a majority of people who are content with the past. In a sense, they're used to that wilderness experience that they're going through. And people that are used to this wilderness experience and living in their past are never going to move forward and possess the full inheritance that God has for them. Consider some of the tribes. Consider the tribe of Reuben and Gad and Manasseh. They, as they're crossing over, they decide, we're going to stay on this side of the Jordan. We're content with where we're at. And we're not going into the promised land. In a sense, they, they lived in their past. They, they, in a sense, loved it so much, they gave away their inheritance to live outside of God's promise. And what's interesting about it, they're the first group that gets captured and goes into bondage. But you know what? It's an easy statement to say we've got to move forward by faith. That sounds really exciting, doesn't it? We're going to move forward by faith. But it's kind of scary. Because when we move forward by faith, we don't, in a sense, know exactly where we're going to end up. We want this safe journey. How many of you like to plan out exactly where you go and the route that you're going to take to go there and there is no change? You just love that certain route. Then there's the ones that like, let's try something new. And then when you go for a while, you say, well, we need to go back to something familiar because I have no idea where we're going. But what did God tell Joshua to do? He says, go arise, go over Jordan, you and all these people to the land which I am giving to them. And then three times the Lord tells Joshua to be strong and courageous. Now, there's many sayings when it comes to courage. Let me paraphrase one of them. It says, courage isn't the absence of fear. Rather, it's moving forward in spite of our fear. So, if we're moving forward by faith, how do we do it? How do we be strong and courageous? And I think the answer is seen in several places in what God told Joshua to that day. Look at verse 5. 
He says, no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. That's encouraging. Go over to verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. We can move forward by faith knowing all along that God is directing our paths. He's right there with us. The problem is we've got to be careful not to become complacent. Look at, this is why I believe God gave this command to Joshua. Be strong and courageous. I'm going to go with wherever you're going. They'd spent 40 years in the wilderness, wandering around. Why were they wandering for 40 years? Because of their disobedience. But the problem with we, we face sometimes is when things start going well in our lives, we tend to become complacent in our spiritual life. God has given each one of us goals and visions and dreams, and He wants us to move forward by faith. So how do we do that? The psalmist said in Psalm 119, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So if God's word is what leads us, we've got to take the next step, which is we've got to Move forward by faith. We've got to obey God's Word. Twice, the Lord told Joshua to observe or to obey what God's Word says. He says, Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Go over to verses 7 and 8. That you may observe to do according all that is written in it. We have that same command to obey God's Word today. Now, wouldn't it be convenient if we could just pick and choose which parts of God's Word we want to obey? And we could throw out the ones we don't want to obey. Maybe we think those are too hard or demanding, so I just want to choose some of the good ones. Like, think about the fruit of the Spirit. I'll take love, joy, and peace. But I don't want to do the patience one and I don't want to do the self-control one. Wouldn't that make it easier? God told Joshua to not only know what the law says, the whole law, but put it into practice. We need to not only know what God's Word says, but we're supposed to do it. We're supposed to put it into practice. In James it says, be doers of the Word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. When we obey God's Word, the promise is that God will bless us. Deuteronomy 28.2 says, all these blessings will come upon you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. So what are the blessings that God bestows on us? I mean, we could go on and on about all the blessings, but a lot of times He will bless as we obey His Word and we live according to what He wants. He blesses our city many times and nation. He blesses our homes and children and possessions. A lot of times He'll bless the places that we work. He'll protect us from the enemy. He establishes us as His own people. 
God will open up wide His heavenly blessings over our lives. The problem is, there's a lot of people that when they read God's Word or they hear about it, they think it's only about the things that you shouldn't do. Have you ever heard the Bible's just a bunch of you can't do this and you can't do this and you can't do this? They're not looking at the whole Word. Now we can get a better handle on why King David said in Psalm 1, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. So once we put away the past, and we move forward by faith, obeying God's Word, the next part of it is, we've got to be prepared when God calls. After God says these words to Joshua, Joshua knew that it was time to prepare the people for what God is going to do. So he says to the people, prepare provisions for yourselves, for within three days you will cross over the Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God has given you to possess. So the people had to be prepared. We need to be prepared in our lives because we don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. Today tends to have enough problems of its own. But God gives us the strength to make it through each day. So the people, to get ready for their journey into the promised land, they had to prepare their provisions. They couldn't store up the manna anymore. That was only good for one day. Once they got into the promised land, the manna stopped. So they had to be prepared on what they needed. We need to prepare ourselves well. And the way that we prepare ourselves well is not leave God out of the picture. Put God first in our lives. God will help. He's going to help us prepare. But, if you're waiting for God to bring you a new job, He's probably not going to work in a way where you just sit on the couch and eat bonbons and watch TV waiting for the businesses to call. He's probably wanting you to do some stuff on your own. God will give us guidance to where we're going. He will give us favor when we get there. So they had to prepare for their journey. They had to prepare their hearts to see God work in a new miraculous way. If you think about crossing the Jordan at that time, the Jordan was a rushing mighty river. It was overflowing in its banks. And so they had to prepare their hearts to move forward by faith, not worrying about the circumstances, even if that meant high water. We, too, need to prepare our hearts for God at work in it. Are we willing to move by faith to see what this next year is to hold? They had to prepare their hearts for God's promises. They were told to go and possess what God had already given them. God has given, us, has given each of us promises that we have yet to possess. And mainly we don't possess those promises that God has given us is because we fear. We struggle. God tells us to move forward by faith. And He says, I'm with you every step of the way. So generally, if we fall, it's probably because we took our eyes off of God. 
When we move forward by faith in the plans and purposes of God, we will see God move mightily in each one of our lives. Notice the people's response to Joshua. In verse 16, he says, All that you command us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. Let me read that again. All that you command us, we will do, and wherever you send us, we will go. That needs to be our prayer. How many of you uh, do New Year's resolutions? That's good. How many have ever kept one? No, I mean, that's, that's a good question. Really, that's good. Now, here's the motto. Here's the motto that I would like Kersey Community Church to have for this next coming year. And it's just right out of the scripture. It's the verse I just read several times. All that you command us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. I think that needs to be the motto that we have here at the church. That, what is God speaking to you about your life? Because God's going to send us, wherever He sends us, He's going to go with us. But I don't know about you, but we got quite a mission field right here. Think about your friends. Think about your family that does not know Christ right now. Maybe God's asking you that this year be prepared. Be prepared to share Christ with them. Be prepared to be a great example for them. And realize that even though it might be fearful, God is going to go with you every step of the way. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just pray that each of us this next year can really keep our eyes and lives and hearts focused on You. And Lord, that every step that we take, I just pray that it will be in the direction that You would want. And Lord, that through it all, You will be glorified. And Lord, I thank You for this last Sunday of December 2019. Windy and cold. And sometimes we might get down on what's happened this past year. But Lord, I just pray that this past will prompt us to live better for You in the present and in the future. And Lord, again, I thank You for Your hand upon each one of us. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now there's a song that sometimes we sing. We're not going to sing today because I'm not going to do it as a solo. And they don't. But do you remember that old chorus? I have decided to follow Jesus. And I love the chorus of that that says, no turning back, no turning back. So I trust that you've decided to follow Jesus. And no matter what's going on, you're not going to turn back into the old way. You're going to move forward. And we're going to all have a strong beginning.